Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? One, drink some water. Stop being silly. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program, uh, Good Brother Experience. Uh, just go to where podcasts are streaming. Leave some commentary. Leave your boy five stars. Last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that's goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. All right. So the past few days have been relatively mundane. So as I try to think of ways to tell you what I was doing in an entertaining fashion, I'm going to start this podcast episode with a story uh it's a story that i told on twitter but many of you don't follow me on twitter because you interact with me in different mediums whether it's this medium instagram facebook whatever have you so for those of you guys that didn't hear the story i will you tell it i don't know if you guys remember this uh this pyramid scheme called world ventures and the reason why I know it's a pyramid scheme is because nobody ever speaks about it anymore. It took the hood by storm, I want to say upwards of six years ago. And um, the basis of the scheme was to sell people on traveling and to get people to get into a travel group and to garner travel insurance and take all these trips that really didn't mean shit, but you would do shit. But you would take these trips under World Ventures, right? So... The way that they would monetize is they would sign on to pretty much be a, a World Ventures, I don't know, advocate, uh, an agent of sorts. And then you recruit agents to be under you under the guise of entrepreneurship. Like, yo, if you can get five people under you and they can get five people under them and all these people can get people to go on trips, you can be wealthy and you can have, uh, what is that income, uh, residual income and all that kind of shit, right? So anytime you promise entrepreneurship to people that don't come from money, it's always going to it's always going to just leave bad impressions in the hood. And I can go back to Amway, I, anything under the sun that pretty much promotes entrepreneurship is terrible. And the way that you always should steer clear of these things is let's take friends aside. Not your homies, not your family members, not business associates, just people. When have people ever made a lot of money and then recruited you to also make money? When? Cryptocurrency has been out since 2010 when it was 25 cents a coin. Did anybody talk about it then? Hmm? All the people that are wilding out and they're buying yachts and shit because they bought $10,000 worth of crypto or 25 cents. Did any of these people create ad campaigns saying like, yo, you should get into the crypto space? How about NFTs? Everybody just sees NFTs as something that's stupid, right? That's by design. The less you know about it, the less people that want to get involved in it and the more advantageous it is for the people that know what's going on. Because the only way I'll recruit people that I don't know and under the promise that they will make money is if it's a fucking scam or a scheme. 
And I mean a pyramid scheme when one person tells two people, two people tells three people, three people tells eight people, eight people tell 400 people. Like that susu shit. It's all a scam. Anytime somebody talks, talks to you about making more money, it's a scam. The reason why I'm bringing up World Ventures is because I recently saw a tweet and then I was triggered because it happened to me. And what happened to me is what happened to a lot of dudes where the horny was used against us. So this is what was going on. Women became World Ventures agents, right? Under the guise of, you know, fucking, what what's the word I just used? Uh, residual income, entrepreneurship, whatever have you. So they were taking men that they once had sex with or were prospects of having sex with them and recruit them under faulty premises. So what happened to me was there was a woman that I was involved with at one point in time, beautiful woman, and, you know, things fizzle out. Once people aren't on the same page as far as wants and ideals or whatever have you, once you bypass the physicality of things and you start to get into the mentality of things, you know, things just fizzle out. It's whatever. It's human nature. So at this point in time, I'm working in Brooklyn at a store called Planet Brooklyn Academy. I was the store manager for the boutique, right? It was a streetwear brand. It still is a streetwear brand. It's actually pretty dope. And I'm at work. And I had a lot of free time at work. And this woman that I once dealt with, this was maybe 2015, 2016, one of those two years. And matter of fact, no, this is 2015. And we're sitting there, we're speaking. And she's like, hey, you know, it's been a while. I haven't seen you in a long time. And you know what you've been up to i'm like oh i've been chilling whatever what's going on with you at that point i was 25 or so and she was like yeah well i definitely understand you know me i'm just getting to new things and you know i was just thinking about you just wanted to hit you up i'm like oh wow that's really crazy like i don't know why we fizzled out but whatever whatever she was like you know what if if you're free you know a friend of mine is having a little kickback kind of situation it's gonna be food it's gonna be drinks and I think we should use the opportunity to really just sit and hang out and talk. So I'm like, word? She's like, yeah. Now, mind you, this woman is beautiful with the fatty. Fatty. You hear what I'm saying to you? Fatty. Ze-on-yon. So I'm like, all right. We can sit. We can talk. You know, I've in my 25-year-old mind, I was like, you know, I've matured since the last time we saw one another. Maybe one thing will lead to another. We'll have beautiful and plentiful conversation. And she'll give me some ass again. Because the times we did have sex was rather enjoyable. So at this point in time, I didn't have a car yet. So I was taking the train from Long Island to Brooklyn every day. So I said to her, like, yo, I'm not driving. You know, is there a way you can pick me up from the train station? Because I'm going to be coming from Brooklyn. She's like, no, that's perfectly fine. If I'm not mistaken... The town we went to was like Plainview or something or Melville, one one of those two towns. I know those are 15 minutes apart, but one of those industrial looking towns that you have to really get into the crux of the town to actually see some type of suburbia. And I get off the train. She picks me up. I go to 
the driver's side to get her to come out the car, gave her a big hug, gave her a kiss on the cheek, like, yo, you look amazing. She said, thank you. And, yo, the conversation was dope while we was headed to this quote-unquote kickback, right? I'm making her laugh. She's making me laugh. You know, we're going back and forth. Like, so how you been? You look handsome. I'm like, oh, this bitch coming through with compliments? I hear that. You know what I mean? So we're speaking. So we get to this house. And she's like, all right, so this is where the spot is at. Now, it's about seven what time was it i want to say it was around seven or eight o'clock if i'm just coming from work i work till no i'm sorry this is this is around nine matter of fact no this is around seven o'clock that's around the time i was leaving mid-afternoon so this is around seven o'clock i get there and it's like a wednesday i don't know why this wasn't a red flag like who the fuck has a random ass kickback on a wednesday night i wasn't thinking anything of it and then you get there and there's a whole bunch of cars there and i'm like damn this is a whoever whoever's throwing this kickback got the juice like how the fuck how they got all these people coming to a kickback so early I, i've been black my whole life like if if something starts at five nobody's getting there until like eight thirty nine o'clock that's just what the rules are you know what i'm saying so I'm sitting there like, damn, like they, these people got the juice. Niggas is in here and cars all over the place. We had to like park like a block away. So we're walking and, you know, we're, I'm put my arm around the shoulder, whatever. We're still talking, ha- having laughs and shit like that. We get into the spot. And uh, there, like she said, there was food, there was finger foods and there was drinks, juices, beer, whatever, and a few bottles. I'm like, wow, I'm like, okay, this is looking pretty smooth. She was like, yeah, follow me. Now, she's bringing me into this back room. Now, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm at a kickback, whatever. This must be where everybody's chilling. Because when you're on the outside, everybody just sitting and, you know, talking to one another. There was a lot of, uh, like, button-ups and and slacks and shit like that. But I'm like, all right, maybe these people just came from work and they was like, all right, I'm about to come fuck with son who's throwing the kickback fresh off of work type of shit before I go home. I mean, so I'm still not thinking nothing of it because it's Wednesday night and people come from work. I'm coming from work. You feel me? I mean, I'm wearing a sweatpants and a hoodie, but that's because I live, not live, that's because I work at a streetwear store. I get in the back and I see a podium, my nigga. A podium, son. And there's a nigga with a tie and baggy ass khakis and wicked dress shoes and fold up chairs. Doing a PowerPoint presentation on World Ventures, bro. And I look at her like, what, son? So I sit down. I'm like, you know what? I'm here. Let me hear him out. Because I've been ducking these shits for two years at these at this point. Like, ducking them, not coming. Yo, Rico, you're not really trying to invest in your future. All right, nigga, whatever. Yo, Rico, you're not trying to get this Mercedes Benz. Because I think if you... As an agent, if you got a certain amount of people to sign up in a small amount of time, they gave you a Benz. So I'm like, yeah, all right, nigga, whatever. Let's see if you have that Benz in two years. Yeah, And I was right, as you can see, because none of these niggas is in World Ventures anymore. All these people have regular jobs. None of these people are entrepreneurs. None of them have residual income like they were trying to promise. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign. So I sit there and I watch. Five minutes go by. I get up. I go to the bathroom. Come out the bathroom. I'll go back into the kitchen. I have a few more drinks. They had like some some uh like those small cheeseburgers. 
eat a cheeseburger. The woman comes to me and was like, hey, hey, what's going on? Like, is everything all right? I'm like, yo, let me talk to you outside. Because I'm not, I'm, one thing about me, I'm not into making scenes. Like, that, that shit is not my character. I'm not the type of person that likes to blow shit up. I'm not the type of person that can't control my temper. I'm very mild-mannered when I'm speaking to people. So, I was like, yeah, let me talk to you outside. Yet outside, I'm like, yo, like, how do you feel comfortable with this? She's like, what? I'm like, yo, how do you... You got me here under false pretenses. Why did you lie for me to come to a fucking recruitment meeting? It's like, what did I lie about? I, I was about to say her name. I was like, yo, you told me that your friend was having a kickback and you wanted to have food and drinks and we would and we would catch up with one another. This is a meeting. This is a recruitment meeting, and that was a presentation I just saw. But is this how you get my clients or whatever? Like you just lie to people they used to deal with so they can see whatever. She's like, "Well, I don't see how I lied." I'm like, "Yo, you did not tell me that you work for World Ventures and you was recruiting people to work under you. You told me that you was having a goddamn game night, or this homeboy was having like a little." game night kickback situation and we was gonna sit here and catch up and talk I'm like yo get me out of here so i looked up like i didn't want her to drive me away i was gonna bring me back to the train and my train line she had to take me like a town away so it can be on the train line that i lived on l-i-double-r style and then i just hopped on the train and i, I just haven't seen her i literally didn't see her until i got with my girlfriend and then years later uh my girlfriend and her had a mutual friend that was getting married so i accidentally saw her at a wedding and then i haven't seen her after that because that shit is foul son i mean i just felt like i had to share that story with y'all because there's something new that's gonna come out you know whether it's forex or something that we're not even knowledgeable about maybe there's gonna be some shit called an nft soldier or fucking crypto clients and they can sit here and give you the same spiel you do you want residual income do you want to make money while you're sleeping do you want to do this do you want to quit your nine to five do you feel like you need to be a slave your whole life don't you want to be financially free and liberated you need to it's all the same pitch my nigga every single time selling entrepreneurship to poor people is how you can get people to get finessed every single time bro i mean if you know somebody in the tech space or if you know somebody that's a coder, or if you know somebody who's into finance and they're telling you about NFTs and crypto and they can give you a detailed explanation. Because I don't even know what a, what what does fungible mean as far as NFT is concerned. I'm 32 years old. You've heard my show. I'm 200 plus episodes deep. I have a pretty vast vocabulary. I never heard the word fungible in my life. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about who's giving you the information. Anytime somebody isn't giving you, I'm sorry, anytime somebody's giving you advice on something they're not versed in, don't ever listen to them. Now, I'm going to give you another example. Who who gives a fuck about my weekend? I really didn't do shit anyway. what I do? I went to a goddamn housewarming. I chilled with my family. I got drunk with my friends. That was fucking regular shit, right? But there's, there's bigger things here. And if I'm going to have this platform, I got to make sure I'm speaking to the people. If you know a scammer, right, and that scammer has his own crib, and they use that scam money to have, like, a business, and that scam money went to their family, 
and they come to you about PPP loans, that's one thing. This nigga, yo, I'm not gonna lie. This nigga's never been locked up. I've known him for ten years. He's never, he's never had to take like some hiatus. And I was like, yo, what happened to you for the past year? I speak to this nigga all the time. I've been in his crib. He's always fly. He has cool sneakers. He, he buys his girl all kinds of shit. His kids wear fucking Supreme hoodies, and they're only five years old. Like, if he comes to you saying like, yo, you need to get on this PPP shit, son. I, I got you, son. I know what's going on. I fuck with you enough. You're not somebody that's gonna make it hot. I'm going to get you a quick 60 bands. You listen to him. If you if it if somebody's coming to you with a scam that has no history in white collar crime, stay the fuck away. I remember when the scamming era was happening in 2013 and 2014 when giffies and gift cards and this is when they um this is when they changed the car readers. That's why there's that tap shit now. As opposed to um, just being able to put your card in before. Because niggas was giving faulty cards. So that's why all the debit cards are um, have that chip. You can tap it on top of the screen now. All because of what happened in 2013. When niggas was going crazy with the scamming. And there was two types of people that I saw. People that knew what they was talking about. And people that didn't. Niggas was like, yeah, you got to be fastening your feet. You got to go in there and fucking try to get fucking $8,000 worth, $8, worth of stuff. And then give the card up and if the card is not hitting whatever and that shit starts to d on you d is in decline you gotta get up out of there i'm like man i'm not fucking with this nigga and i'm go go to fucking jail for grand larceny and fucking theft and all that kind of shit and i mean i, I just always remember that shit because there was niggas that was getting caught up niggas that was trying to do that just to buy gear and all they had was like a whole bunch of nice clothes living at their mom's house i was like y'all niggas don't even have a plan with the money Y'all niggas trying to get fly and fuck bitches that's not going to care about you as soon as the money dries up. I'm not fucking with y'all. I always try to, at the, at the very least, I, I have eczema, right? So I'm not down with going to prison, son. Off of that, it's not because I'm afraid of niggas. It's not because I don't want to get stabbed. You know what I'm saying? It's not because niggas is going to rape me. Because, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just down to just kill niggas at that point in time. But ain't nothing worse than having like an eczema outbreak. And you don't got your cream, son. And you just itch, man. And niggas is calling you itchy. Now you itchy in the, in the cell. Yo, where's itchy at? Niggas want to call me itchy because I'm scratching all the time. I ain't going out like that. I'm not going to fucking jail and niggas call me itchy or scratch once I get older. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to fuck around, have 10 years, and now 10 years from now I'll be 42, so I'll be the OG. Now I'll go from itchy to scratch. Yo, yo, scratch, what up, baby? Yo, why niggas call him scratch? He used to be itchy when he first got in, but not me. He just kept scratching. So I went from him itching to him scratching. Now he's scratch. I'm not doing that, son. So when I was given opportunity to get into this PPP shit, it's not because I'm scared of the IRS. There's plenty of niggas that knew how to do that 80% forgiveness shit or the 100% forgiveness shit, but they knew what to do. They knew how to put in the paperwork. They knew the right things to put. They knew the right things to take away so things wouldn't get back on them. They knew how to do all this shit because once you got that loan, it was public information. There was a site going around. I don't know if all y'all niggas ever got the site, but there was a site going around and it was public information about who got the loans. And you can literally go into a zip code and then see everybody that got the money in the zip code. And when I saw my friends putting nonsense getting 30 bands 40 bands man you niggas are going to jail you know what i'm saying why do i bring this up because my man who is a mailman and a bartender 
came to me like, yo, are you trying to get this PPP money? I'm like, nigga, not with you. Mailman, bartender, man, what the fuck you know about white collar crime, nigga? You serve drinks and you deliver mail. Why the fuck would I listen to you about anything? But this is what they don't tell you. It's not their scheme. They're the middleman to the big nigga. So the big nigga's like, yo, listen, this is what you got to do. Get niggas addresses and social security numbers. Promise them niggas 10 racks. Out the 10 racks, ask them niggas for two racks. Out the two racks, I'm going to take a rack and you take a rack and this is how we're doing it. So they pretty much get $1,000 a person and the niggas taking all the risk in the world is getting $8,000 or it was probably some a lower amount of money than that. And all that for what? So in 2027, the IRS can send you a letter in the mail saying, yeah, we said that um it was 100% forgivable, but because of the war in Ukraine, we're going to need all that money back. So you have 90 days to give us back $40,000 or else you're going to suffer uh, federal consequences. Is it worth it? Are the Dior's worth that much? Is a new car worth that much of having to fucking spend $80,000 for a lawyer? You niggas never touched $80,000 in your life, son. When you go to court, it's all about what you can afford. It's not about what you did, son. I don't know if you have friends that went to court. I don't know if you personally went to court. But it's never about what you did. Ever. It's not even about if you're guilty. Because most times, niggas be guilty. Just this nigga has 40000 for a lawyer. And you have a public defendant because you're broke. And why are you broke? Let's walk, let's walk through why you're broke. You wanted to go to the club and maintain an image. And you don't even have an image to maintain because you're not even famous. You don't have no particular skill that can make money. When an actor is maintaining his image, is because he's an actor. His face and who he is and how you see him really affects how much money he has. If you're a rapper, if you're a singer, if you're a dancer, if you're an entertainer of some sort, if you're a comedian, image matters. You live at your mom's house or you you're like me you live at your aunt's house maybe you have maybe maybe you have a good job and you have a fucking apartment nobody owns anything what is the outside of your car what's something that you actually own that's worth more than ten thousand dollars hmm what do you have a watch do you have any land do you own a business that generates $10,000? Just generates $10,000. Do you have that? Hmm. Because you don't own anything. So the reason why niggas get caught up is because they buy shit that they're going to own. Shoes, clothes, chains, bottles until they drink them. They don't own the bitches that they're fucking. They don't own the homies that they're with because they want to seem lit with them niggas. And it's a lifestyle that's, that can't be sustained. And now you're my age. Now you're 32. All these sneakers that no longer are fashionable. All of these designer shoes that are no longer in style. All of these hoodies that you don't even want to wear anymore because you got fat and they, and they don't fit anymore. You got the money gut. All of these women that just ask you to get their nails done. They give you pussy from time to time. And for what? For what? This all stemmed from the fact that that girl with phenomenal pussy finessed me into that goddamn meeting, son. I mean, so if you do nothing else, ask questions. Anytime somebody comes to you with a proposition, ask questions. 
if you don't know what questions to ask, don't get involved. There's an old saying, if you go into a room and you can't recognize who's the lick, you are the lick. It's you. You are the food. If you don't know who the weakest link is, it's you. If you if you don't look at somebody like, yo, this nigga's a dumbass nigga. If you, if you walk in there like, everybody seems in there is pretty intelligent. Everybody seems to know what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. I wonder who's getting scammed. Nigga, it's you. You, right there. I don't care how much you think you can fight, nigga. It is you. If somebody approaches you with opportunity and they just say, trust me, don't trust them. Everybody works in self-interest. This is men. This is what women. And this is what I've learned in life, son. Unless you really trust that person and that person has shown high integrity towards you, don't get into shit, son. Don't go to no meeting because people's um is 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 promising you uh that they're promising you entrepreneurship and they're promising you uh residual income. Don't give up your social security number for eight thousand dollars don't take out a forty thousand dollar loan because your man told you it was eighty percent forgivable but you don't even know how to read a contract don't start scamming asking niggas if they have chase if you have no idea how white collar crime is done if you don't know what the task force and chase is like you don't have nobody that works in banking that can tell you the ins and outs of what to do and what not to do don't do these things my nigga you know what I'm saying? Don't 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 take drugs from people saying like, yo, here's off the arm. I want you to be a soldier. Because that person is a cop, nigga. And they're trying to build cases on everybody so they don't go to jail, bro. It's fucking science, my nigga. It is science. I mean, that's all I want to tell you guys, bro. You guys are my people, son. I mean, there's I, I've seen too many people get finessed and then be angry at the person. Be angry at yourself, bro. If you're dealing with a woman. And all she wants to do is eat with you and never hang out with you on the humble. That girl does not like you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or even if she finds you as like Mr. Food Man, if she never offers to pay, that girl don't like you, bro. She don't, son. If she's hitting you up for nail money and she's hitting you up for bills to be paid, but you ask her, yeah, when we hanging out and she says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Just my my schedule is crazy. That girl don't like you, bro. She fucking doesn't, son. If a girl asks you what you do and it's something that they don't deem acceptable, bro, and the conversation dries up, she doesn't care who you are. She cares what you can do for her, bro. These are the fucking facts, my nigga. I'm here because this. I read, I read the letter, son. The emails, I'm going to get to them shits. I swear to you guys, I put. I, I promise y'all I'm going to read these emails. There's too many people that don't know how to read signs, bro. It's even happened to me. You know how many women, I was like, you know what, you're, you're so dope, bro. Like, I feel comfortable with you. I'm going to let you in on a real level, on an intimate level. Because I'm usually pretty guarded. I'm going to let you know what I really got going on in my mind and my spirit and my body. What I'm dealing with, the stresses that I'm going through. And you know what happens? The conversation dries up and they say it fizzles out. That shit didn't fizzle out, bro. They see you as a nigga with baggage, bro. They see you as a nigga that's going through stuff. They don't care about you. They're, they're going to care about you when you're right in front of their face. But they don't give a fuck about you, bro. Because that's not how it works. Why would they care about you? 
know what I'm saying? I was having a conversation with my homegirl. And she's asking me, hold on for a second, yo, hold on. Because I, some shit is fucking going crazy. My uncle got the the pot on the kettle, and this nigga's not turning that shit down. Hold on. All right, I'm back. And she was like, yo, how are you? I was like, it really doesn't matter how I am. And she was like, well, that's harsh. I'm like, no, this is reality. Nobody really cares about how you're doing. That's that's just not what it is. Hold on, I'm getting, a, I think, an important call. Give me one moment. Sorry about that. I might be working for the white man soon to get this money up. And I'll tell you about that shit in the next episode. So me and her was having a conversation. And she's like, how you doing? I was like, it really doesn't matter how I'm doing. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, yo, listen, people only care about you. If you have it together, you're making strides to have it together. Or you give off the parents that you have it together. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to build up a, build up a nigga project, bro. Because everybody has their own problems. Nobody actually cares about you because why would they care about you it wasn't raised with you they didn't come in the mud with you i mean there's people that care about me but on on a grander level like why would anybody really have your back for real so what you need to do is self-reflect i'm not in a place where i need to be so i need to build the foundation up so when people ask me how i'm doing i just tell them shit is fine so things can move smoothly you know what i'm saying and then you can Use them for what you want to use them for. Because this is something that I had to understand about myself, right? If you're going through chaos or if things ain't clicking with you and you and you find those people that really understand and they're really rooting for you and they give off this false impression that they fuck with you, right? You start to get drawn to those people because you be like, yo, these people really like me for me. Like, no, financially I'm not in the greatest situation, but, you know, these people really like me wrong nigga they think you're cool until you're not cool anymore you're just like the designer shoes that the that the scammer niggas were made bro you're, you're the fucking you're the diors bro you're the bottega boots with the green on them you're cool for a season until you're not cool no more until balenciaga comes out with something new bro that's what you are you know what i mean i understand that like yeah you're not gonna be classic like ralph lauren and no shit like that bro that's just not how it goes bro and you and as opposed to just viewing that shit as betrayal, use that shit as motivation. So when you get on and things are actually fine, you can dictate the terms of the relationship that you have with people, as opposed to be drawn, as opposed to, as opposed to being drawn to people that you think like you. That's not gonna work, bro. Me and my me and one of my closer friends just had a beautiful conversation, bro. And I was like, look at this, bro. I'm living at my aunt's house. You are living at such and such. I'm not going to reveal who I was talking to or where he lives because people might be able to put together the pieces. But I was like, my nigga, you live at such and such. I live at my aunt's house. Why the fuck would anybody care about us, bro? We are the niggas that get vilified every day. We are the broke niggas. We are the niggas that don't got nothing going on for themselves, bro. That's who we are. Why the fuck would a girl like you, bro? Why would she want to be around a nigga like that? Would you want to be around a girl like that? I know I wouldn't. So what we need to do is we need to get our weight up out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? And not just be like, damn, nobody likes me. Why the fuck would somebody like you, nigga? Why would somebody like me? Why? For what? Because I can speak well? Who cares, my nigga? Trophies, salaries, all this type of shit is reflective of things that you can do and things that you have accomplished. People like accomplishments, my nigga. That's why everybody loves Kobe. Plenty of niggas that's nice. 
CJ McCollum is nice. He hasn't accomplished shit. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. I think he's fucking scared. The nigga does crossovers behind the backs, all kind of shit. But who cares, bro? That nigga never won no finals. That nigga never got no crazy contract. That nigga don't got his own shoe, so who cares, bro? Niggas like winners. Everybody likes winners. I am not a winner right now. And it took me a while to process that because I've been in this fog because of my mom. And I was like, if you just look at how I've been operating through life, I've been operating through life without the will to win. My nigga, talking to the friend of mine, I was like, nigga, you need to have the will to win. And it was like a eureka moment. I mean, I was like, I see why things with me and women don't last long. Because they look at me like, nigga, this nigga don't got nothing going on. This nigga works at such and such. I mean, I kind of do all my, I do my little thing to get money. This nigga lives at his aunt's crib. This nigga's in his 30s. Fuck him. He's cool and shit like that. But where's coolness going to get me? Because it's all about self-interest, bro. That's the real world for your ass. So until you're on the opposite end and you're the person that people can start migrating towards because you got shit together and then you can dictate who you have around as opposed to hoping that somebody actually likes you for you, that's when fucking life gets better, bro. I'm fucking telling you. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've been the nigga that's clicking with chicken and fucking women and going to fucking doing some traveling and shit like that, getting sections and shit like that. Women treat you way better when you have your own section, bro. That's just what it is, my nigga. They just treat you. If you have a bottle in your hand, like, oh, I can get with this nigga. I don't know what it is, but that's just what it is, bro. If you're on bar patrol, if you're just walking around, um, being cool with your words and just walking down a nice young woman trying to have conversation, they're not trying to hear that, bro. Nigga, when they see you on that couch with hookah and liquor, and like, yo, you and your friends, come here. Yo, come have some drinks with us. That's what they respect. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's when it's like, yo, what you doing tonight? Well, we're not doing anything. Nigga, you can have a fucking beat up hoopty and live with whoever, whoever, my nigga. But they think you're giving their parents that you have it together. This is why people fake until you make it. This is why rappers wear fucking fake clothes and fake chains, my nigga. Because of how you view them. And once you have a certain view of them, you treat them a certain way. Because I was having a conversation with another friend. And I was like, yo, you, you know what's crazy? I've I've had no problems and I felt no betrayal when I've dealt with a woman and it, I was outward that I really didn't give a fuck about nothing. But as soon as I started like implementing care and understanding and listening and shit like that, that's when things changed. Now, a lot of y'all going to be like, oh, just choose better women. How, bro? Just fucking how you I'm, I'm supposed to go. I'm supposed to go to the library and look up the index of where the good women are at. You don't fucking know until, you know, you know what I'm saying I'm I'm not going to the same bar. I'm not fucking the Fonz and I'm going to the same bar saying, hey, with a fucking leather jacket and meeting <laughs> and meeting fucking women only in one spot. And only the women that like to come to this bar is the only women that I'm talking to speak to women all over the place. And the one constant is when they see you for what you got. As opposed to who you are, things go left. How many times? Let, let's take this example. Matter of fact, wait, 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 wait. Time out. I see what I'm doing here. I'm becoming one of them niggas. The, the niggas that sound like they hate women. I don't know how I got here. Let me retract this statement. I'm starting to sound crazy. I'm going to take a deep breath. I was getting into a bag. And I was letting... Hurt from past situations, bleeding to this microphone, 
and then I was going to have to apologize for it later. That's whack. So, let me take a deep breath. Let me gather my thoughts. Let me say cogent, coherent statements of things that I believe. What I do believe is nobody, child, male, female, will see you in the light that you want to be seen in until you have your things together. I truly believe that. Because very same, it's the same if you have a prospect, if you're trying to build a team. If you think this nigga has the ability to average 30 and years go by and he averages eight points and three assists and two rebounds, you're like, okay, you're an eight point per game scorer. No problem. There's definitely use for you here, but we didn't project for you to be this way. We thought you was going to be a franchise player and you're barely a role player. This is life, bro. You have to get your shit together. Don't let don't let this happen to you. You do what I was about to do. You start to do character assessments of the people around you as opposed to doing a character assessment for yourself. Some of you guys are listening to this thinking that you have it together. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't have it together emotionally, but you have it together financially. So you're running into the same problems and you're thinking to yourself, yo, I have this nice car, I have this nice crib, I have this, I have that. Why does nobody want me? Because you're a jerk. You are unbearable to be around. Yo, I'm I'm super dope. I'm, I'm affectionate. I'm creative. I, I'm understanding. I have an open ear. Why is that I keep running into the same things? Nigga, because you're broke. You are a broke man. You have no money of nothing to offer besides emotion. Women like to go out, have drinks, do silly shit fucking do uh uh what is it do fucking activities and shit nobody's trying to deal with somebody they can't do activities because they broke because then they look at you like oh i'm not trying to be in the house all day because why would they want to be in the house with you broke man why why would they want to do that son women are not the enemy you are the enemy to yourself bro you know what i'm saying these are things that i really had to start putting into my mind this is understanding that I didn't have before. But I can, I can legitimately say, to a certain degree, I have an understanding of how the world works. And what to do, and how to do it, and different social cl- different social systems, and how to cheat certain systems in certain capacities. Like, I, I have this understanding now. So I'm going to share this understanding with you guys via this podcast. And what I just talked about for the last 20 minutes is the art of self-reflection. Why would somebody legitimately want to deal with you? You're selfish. I'm just giving examples. Maybe you're selfish. Everything has to go the way you want it to go. You have to eat the food that y'all want to eat. You have to do the activities that you talk about. You have a you have you have certain things about you where if you can't upkeep these certain things, then you're just not the person for me. That's selfishness, bro. Or lady, woman non-binary, whatever the fuck you want to go with. Why would somebody want to deal with you? You are mad argumentative. Anytime something doesn't go your way, it's a paragraph. Boom, yo, what the fuck? I can't believe this shit. Why, why, why? And then it's just like the why game. Who wants to be deal with somebody that's a ticking time bomb? Yo, every time somebody asks you to go out, you say you don't have it, nigga. That shit is fucking crazy because you're broke. You don't even want to do the things that I like to do. I like to go out to eat all of the time. I like to take all of my disposable income and put that towards drinks and food 
you can't do that with me because you're broke. So we don't need to be around each other like that. This is the f- this is life, son. This is how it goes. People are not the enemy. You got to do one or two things. Either build yourself up to where you can be a catch out here or you find somebody that's able to deal with you with where you're at. But niggas is not the enemy, bro. Women is not the enemy. Women are talking about they don't like broke niggas. So don't be broke. Make more money. How do you do that? Sit and think about it, son. Like, really sit, cut Netflix off, cut YouTube off, and really sit and be like, yo, fam, how the fuck can I get some bread out here? I'm trying to fucking make shit shake. I need to make a two-year plan or something. And start moving in that direction. This is advice I'm doing right now. I'm, I've been doing this shit for like a month. It hasn't been that long. I'm not going to lie to you. But I, f- I finally got this shit in my mind. Nobody told me these things, bro. You'll be 70 years old thinking people are your enemy unless you can get some goddamn understanding about how the world works. I got the understanding now. Now I just need to follow through. Whether it's my weight, finances, decision making, my taste in things. All these things matter, bro. It all fucking matters unless you just want to be somebody that's by yourself. You know what I mean? But we can't we can't be getting sidetracked by entrepreneurship. You're not an entrepreneur, my nigga. You're just not. You're a security guard, bro. A lot of things that we're blessed with, we pretty much know early on. I knew early on I was pretty decent with words. I knew early on I was relatively athletic. I knew early on that behaviorally, I was pretty good with people. Whether it was people, like when I was in high school, people asked me to be in peer mediation. I was like the therapist whenever fights and shit was going on in my high school. That was happening. They would call me in like, yo, Rick, can you just talk to these two people? You sang to be like pretty sound of mind. Or I wouldn't go to class all semester or all quarter, go to teacher, be like, yo, let me write a paper. I will cut another class, write a 12-page paper in like 30 minutes, and then hand it in. They're like three words. It's work ethic all along. It, it's been this way. If you was an entrepreneur, you would have been selling candy when you was younger. You would have been probably sold some weed when you was younger. You would have been put some bullshit on some T-shirts and try to sell it. You, you, these are things that are just in you, son. And it's okay. Just know who you are and build on who you are, son. Know what I mean? If you want to change things, there's certain things you can change. If you a bitch-ass nigga who's timid, takes, save some money up and take some boxing classes. Take some MMA classes. Take some self-defense classes. So when niggas fucking fuck with you, you know how to take your forearm and put it in somebody's neck. I mean, I never had that shit happen before. I fought plenty of times. I never had nobody hit me with a leg sweep and then a forearm to the neck. That's training. Get some training if you're a bitch-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? These are things that you can change, but you need to know who you are to be able to change them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know where all that shit came from, but these are just thoughts that I be having, and I don't really have nobody to speak about these things to. You know what I mean? So, I say them to y'all as content and shit like that. So, peace and blessings. Pass the dressing, and I'll speak to y'all on Friday.